Welcome to Freya Singing Tips, the podcast. My name is Freya Casey, professional singer and vocal coach. I have been on stage my whole life, and I'm passionate about helping you discover the awesomeness in your own voice. Opera, musical theater, jazz, pop, folk, rock, I have done it all. And I want to give you golden nuggets of advice on how to be the master of your voice. Hi, lovelies. Hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. I want to talk today about can anyone learn how to sing? And is there hope for you if you can't sing? In parentheses, yet. <laughs> Question mark. Okay, so I've been asked this many times, can anyone learn how to sing? And in the past, I used to think like way, way in the past, maybe like when I was a child or a teen teenager growing up, I used to think, well, if you actually can't sing, you don't need voice lessons. It's ridiculous. You either can sing or you can't. That's what I thought. And while it is true, of course, I mean, if you take two random people, one person may just know how to sing naturally and the other person not so much. They... Maybe they can't hit the pitch right out of tune and the other person just naturally does it without ever having had a lesson. That is totally true. And for me, it was like that. I just grew up in a musical family. I have, I have to say that I think it does have a lot to do with your background growing up. When someone grew up in a musical environment, usually they have a better feeling for counting. So feeling rhythm and feeling the right pitch and just hearing. Because I think your brain, your brain is more trained to pick up on things like that because it's almost like natural, right? Um, it's like a language. When maybe you were raised bilingually and when you were, it's now so, I mean, it's hard to imagine that someone can't speak your language and what's supposed to be so hard about it or how to pronounce certain things. It's second nature to you because that's just what you picked up as a child and it just is totally automatic. The same with singing. I believe in that, that it's, it has a lot to do with our childhood. So, but what if you did not grow up in this musical home and now you may be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever it is. And by the way, I think it's never too late to learn anything. You can be, it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're breathing air and your mind is still working you can learn stuff. It is a proven fact scientifically. Um, in the past, everybody thought that your neurons, your nerve cells, that all of them were there when you were born. And from that, it was just a decline. Not true. We know that now that even into older age, we still build, we still make new nerve cells. It's amazing. So neuroplasticity is true. Our brain compensate and we can always learn. Our brain can always rewire, reroute, even if we've had some injuries in the brain. I mean, some injuries in the brain are, you know, they, they will cause really terrible things that aren't really reversible. But a lot of times our brain will compensate. I, for example, I have a student. She only has one ear. She has, I mean, literally the inner ear on her left side is missing. She was born without an inner ear. Um, they did, through plastic surgery, form an ear. So she looks normal, but she obviously cannot hear anything in her left ear. There's no sound. I mean, if sound waves cannot be heard because there's no inner ear that can do that, right? So um, she can only hear on her right side. 
but her brain has learned to compensate because that's just the situation there is and she still can sing she can't do stuff like having one earphone on one side and then just hearing yourself halfway over the earphones and the other side you could just hear yourself dry that's not possible of course my answer is yes i think everyone can learn how to sing now of course there's a big difference on what is the level the first thing that I think is a basic thing. If you say, you, I can't sing, usually that's just an issue of tuning. And that totally can be learned. Now, it may be a quick process for one person and it may be an extremely long process for another person, depending on how much body awareness you have. Because I think Singing and especially listening and then producing a tone that matches a pitch that has a lot to do with, first of all, of course, being aware of your environment, e.g. hearing the pitches and just recognizing and noticing things. And then the second step in the process is to actually produce that same pitch to match that. That you need body awareness for because you need to register, is the pitch high or low? How does it feel differently whether I'm singing a little higher or a little lower or a lot higher or a lot lower or a little softer or louder or a lot softer or louder? What does it feel like in my body? So having those two, two parts of the equations of being aware of your environment and at the same time, having really good body awareness to where you can feel the difference between doing this and that in your voice. So, mama, 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 mama. I cannot only hear that those are two different pitches, but I can also feel it. It does feel different. It has different tension. The higher pitch does feel more, I don't know, more, more dense. And the lower pitch can feel a little bit more relaxed. So those are all things that go into the process. I urge you, if you're one of those people in the world who loves to sing, but people have told you, oh, you don't know how to sing. That is 100% almost for sure. Well, 99% for sure. It has to do with tuning issues. So my suggestion is start ear training. Find out your range which you can find out by using an app like Vocalist Lite, for example, that is a free app available, I think, for all platforms. I'm not sure. I think it's for all platforms. And you can just sing into it. And then, let's see, I demonstrated it before, but you just sing the lowest pitch you can possibly sing, like so. It's about an E3. So now I know my low point is an E3. And then sing your highest pitch in chest voice first. Let me sing any high pitch. I don't know if it's the highest, but... Ma, 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 ma. So that was... Ma. That was, of course, ma. the E5. I could go higher. Ma. That would be the, the F. Ma. The F sharp, of course. So just find out your range chest voice in one register first and then you know what you're working with so don't start at the very bottom and don't start at the very top start somewhere in the middle now what i can do in this app i can switch 
So now I identified, I identified. So somewhere in the middle, it'd be like D4, that's in the middle, right? Now I go into my other app. I have a, it's called Virtuoso. It's just a piano keyboard if you don't have a keyboard. And now I know, okay, so let me do like D4, E4, something like that. So if you don't have a piano or another instrument, I play the pitch. Ma, ma, ma. So even better would be if you had another, maybe you have another iPad just like I do, and then you can play that pitch on the iPad, or if you had a piano, that'd be even better. And at the and then have that other app that tells you the pitch that you're singing and check on it. That's how you can check without anyone on the outside telling you if you're singing on pitch. You can check if you're actually matching that pitch or if you're off. And try to hold the pitch straight, no vibrato or wobbling around. Ma, and then the app will tell you what pitch it is. Um, and that's how you can start. Hey, let me pop in for just a minute here. There was a little bit of a confusion last week about my masterclass opening up in May. Of course, it is not May. So my masterclass is actually going to open up September 2nd. This is when I will accept applications again. And you can register for four months of my intensive program where you can have me as your personal coach every single day. If you already know you want to be part of this, you can get into the waiting list by going to www.masteryourvoice.tv slash online hyphen masterclass. I hope to see you on the inside. I think talking about tuning, and that is totally why I will always continue to talk about tuning because the number one thing is you have to get the tuning right. You can do all the fancy stuff in the world and have an awesome sounding voice, but if it's totally off tune and you're not hitting the pitches right, everything else doesn't really matter. It's the plat. Some of my experience in students who have started lessons and who had a certain level, and I've had students of all levels. I've had students who were complete beginners, meaning they were not so good at controlling any parts of their voice or controlling the pitches, or even hearing the pitches really well. And so they were not aware of a lot of those topics and these aspects of the voice. And then I've had some beginner students who have never had lessons before, but they already had a really good sense for tuning, and they just knew how to do it naturally. So, But my experience is that even those students who really don't have any music theory background or they just like they know absolutely nothing about music or so they say and they've never done anything they've never played an instrument and they are not so good at matching a pitch you can totally get better and yes you can learn how to sing you can learn all those coordinations it's going to take time and so the thing is this is the process so in the beginning you're going to have tons of things that don't work in your voice. The tuning, the breathing, the posture, the support, which is all going to cause you to not be in tune correctly. Even though you may hear it and you may be able to hit the right pitch, but when it, when the pitch is in a song, you may be totally off just because you didn't support, you didn't open, you didn't have a good resonance, you didn't have bright overtones. And so you pulled down, you covered, covered your teeth with your lips, and all of those things can cause flatness 
or sharpness if you're pushing too much and you're just tense and tight. All those can play into your tuning. But the process is that you just keep addressing one issue at a time, which is why I created my Back to the Basics course. Um, it is so important to understand those how each one of those elements that I always talk about affect your singing. How can your posture affect your singing? And what can happen when you're slouch and you want to sing a high belted pitch? What can be the consequence? Of course, you can be flat because you're then you can sound throaty because you're not send, you're not supporting from your core. You then press a lot upon your vocal cords and you you're very tight and tense and just pushing there and it's gonna sound pressed. So that's just what the the support can do. How can not taking a deep breath affect your tuning? It also can cause you to have flatness or you know to run out of air quickly before the end of the phrase and then you might be okay for most of the phrase and then toward the end as you're nearing the end of your breath you're just getting a little flat because you didn't have any left uh, air left in your lungs, which of course then when you're singing in the very collapsed state, your ribs are already collapsed, you have nothing left, then you're not very well supported because you can't really use those core muscles so much anymore. So it's knowing all those elements and then how can your jaw position influence your tuning? How can it influence the sound quality of your voice? What makes your voice sound more brassy and, and maybe annoying? What makes it sound like it has a warm tone? What makes it sound pingy, uh, which is like more overtones? I just had that video last week about squillo harmonics, overtones, ping, twang, however you want to call it, um, the brilliance, the openness in your tone. How can your soft palate position influence your tuning and the quality of the sound? Your timbre. I mean, you have a natural timbre, but you can change your natural timbre quite a bit. I can sound like this, or I can sound like this, or I can sound like this, or I can sound like this. I can sound so different on just the same pitch. I can sound dark, or I can sound bright and narrow. I mean, even within one pitch, you can have all different sounds. And just knowing what makes it sound this way or that way and learning how to pull all the but push the buttons like how do I lift my soft palate and how do I raise and lower it how do I move the my pharynx in different shapes to where it sounds more musical theater or more rock or more mainstream pop can influence the sound of your voice your timbre and that's gonna take a long time it's gonna take years but the more you repeat, and I can't emphasize enough how important it is to not just continue sing through a song over and over and over again. Oh, okay, I want to learn this song. So I've sung it 50 times and I still can't sing it. Well, because probably you haven't been intentional in your practice. Because even within one given song, there could be so many things going on. You need to isolate each passage that gives you trouble or even eat each issue that may reoccur several times in the song. For example, running out of breath could be one issue or not having enough time to breathe. That could be an issue that just comes up all the time in the song. So it's one issue, but it might happen 20 times in the song that this is happening to you and it's not 
good what you're doing. You're not doing it right. So isolate that issue, make an exercise out of it, and then go back to the song to just that passage. Try that exercise in there and then, you know, slowly go from the exercise closer to what is happening in the song and then finally plug the words back in, plug the actual pitches back in and try to sing through that passage again with intention after you've worked on the, that issue on some very targeted exercises, then you plug them back in, go to the song, and then you apply what you just learned in the exercises. And doing this over and over and over and over again, it will practically rewire your brain. It is a slow process. But yes, I have seen students who sang completely out of tune. I mean, you could have played like, Duh, can you sing this pitch? Ah, no, no, too high. Can you sing this pitch? Oh, oh, absolutely no concept of like, where's even the pitch? And that student after, how long did he take lessons with me? It was several years. He was a, he was a very young guy. And he, I think he started when he was 12 or 13 and took lessons until he was 17 or 18 with me. And then they moved away and he could sing songs. They were maybe not 100% perfectly in tune, but they were, I mean, not any worse than most other students, really. And he was totally off in the beginning. He could absolutely, there was not a single pitch that was even close to being right. It was a long process, but he never gave up. And he just, he was always positive about it. I mean, I sometimes thought he must be frustrated because we're doing that same thing over and over. And we're always addressing the tuning and always doing more ear training exercises. But he did end up learning and he sang songs that sounded actually pretty nice because the, the sound of his voice was nice but like I said if you have a sound nice sound of your voice but you're never ever tuning right it's not really helping thanks everyone for hanging out I appreciate it and I hope you're having a wonderful day always keep on singing bye